anything strategy, anything final decision-making, don't try to outsource that. Don't try to outsource your problems. The biggest mistakes that we, we find people making when they're hiring is they're trying to outsource things that they haven't themselves done. Um, and that's just really not where VAs or where outsourcing fits. Kind of follow those steps of making sure you've got the plan in place, you find the right person, and then you work with them to hold them accountable to it. Um, but really for all business owners, you know, as we let off with, like real estate, it's not an ATM machine, right? It's tough, it's hard, there's a lot that goes into it. Hey friends, welcome back to the CarrotCast podcast. I'm your host, Brady Winder, and I've got my friend with me, Greg Brooks from Rocket Station on the podcast. How you doing, Greg? Hey, I'm great, man. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to have you on, man. Um, everybody, it's a team building month at Carrot. July is team building month. And so our whole goal this month is to uh, give you a vision for investors that are building teams well and that are really going after our vision of uh, building a business of freedom and impact. So this month, we're going to be giving you tactical, practical examples of people who are doing that, people who have gone from a solopreneur to a team and that have managed to buy back some of their time and energy. And one of the best ways to do that is virtual assistants, dot, dot, dot. You can do this wrong and you can do it right, which is why I'm really excited to talk to Greg. Um, Greg, you are a partner of us with Rocket Station. Um, I'll leave it at that, but I want to toss it over to you, man. Tell us about Rocket Station, what you guys do, and why Rocket Station and Carrot have been BFFs for the past few years. Yeah, we have. I say, just like any good relationship with Carrot, it all starts at Carrot Camp, right? We were, yes. we're to be up there in in 2019 and <laughs> yeah. got to work with you and the staff and really kind of you know fall in love with everything that Carrot is. So we're so so. My name is Greg Brooks. I'm our Chief Growth Officer here at Rocket Station. So what Rocket Station is and and what we've grown into over the last five years is really one of the leading virtual staffing providers in the real estate specific space. So we have our business in really three core areas. Um, there's the real estate investor side. We work with over 600 investors all across the country and some in Canada. Um, we've got our property management side. So anything from small scale property managers up to our largest client has 45,000 doors. We help service and, and staff their back offices as well. And then we have a home service division. So really everything we do is real estate and in our business, we, we break it down. I mean, VAs now, a lot of people have tried them, heard about them, you know, read about them um, and have had variant success. What, what we are is, a, is an end to end solution provider. And what that means is we help you set your systems and processes and company up through documentation and SOP creation and formalized training guides so that we can then use what you need to get off your plate to find you the best talent that has gone through a comprehensive six-week real estate-focused training and evaluation course with Rocket Station. So we help kind of blend the people with the process to create a great outcome for the client, regardless of what position you know, they need. And we're very fortunate you know, working with the scope and, and with great partners like yourself. We have a whole carrot offering um, to, to, you know, to run all your SEO and website management, all that through a trained VA that we've partnered with. So it, it's been a journey, obviously, in the last specifically two, three years, real estate seems to change every single week. So it's really my, my role within the company is, is working directly with our, our partners like yourselves, working with our clients to understand how's the business changing? You know, how can we help you scale and grow and, and, and run a company that doesn't run you? And, and how do we help, you know, plug in VAs to be able to give you, you know, we, we really view it as like 
a secret key, right? If you can get some quality VAs on your team, regardless if you're just starting out or if you're a large scale operator doing 10, 20, 50 deals a month, really talented virtual talent can really help you unlock and, and level up and, and take that next mm -hmm. step. So we try, to, we try to help, you know, end to end do that for our clients. Absolutely. Well, thanks for the, thanks for the intro and thanks for explaining that, man. It's uh, like how we've talked about VAs, the landscape of virtual assistants has really changed a lot over the years. Um, and for anyone listening, I, I promise this is not going to be a, a 30 minute sales pitch for Rocket Station. My goal for this episode is really to give you some understanding so you can make a decision like, do I, do I even need AVA in my business? Do I need help in my business? And then really some context as to what that looks like, because I want to save you the time of going to Google and typing in like how to hire AVA and like how do VAs work in this, this rabbit hole of research that is not industry specific. So I'm going to be picking Greg's brain on what this looks like for an investor, what they're doing that, you know, a, a typical VA wouldn't do or that you have to train and create process for them and you're like, find out why, why go real estate specific in the time that this can save you. Um, so uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, end to end virtual staffing provider, you guys, you know, you've been, VAs is all you do. Tell me about, I want to talk a little bit about first about the landscape of VAs, like I mentioned. Um, you know, I feel like it used to be, uh, hey, I've got a VA doing this, but now I hear more people say, yeah, I've got a team of seven people, you know, four of them are in the Philippines, three are in the US. And, you know, it's just the way that we're talking about VAs has changed. So where is this, where has it been? And really more importantly, like, where do you see this heading, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, VAs, especially in the real estate space. And when we say VA, obviously we're talking virtual assistant. It, it kind of used to be like a, like everyone's kind of not dirty little secret, but like everyone had their VA or their VA guy or they've got someone overseas that maybe does a little bit of data management for them or some cold calling. I mean, all we're really talking about is a, is a piece of a much bigger industry called the BPO industry. So like the likes of, I mean, name any major brand, American Express, Google, Oracle, you know, they have tens and hundreds of thousands of jobs overseas. Um, I think where it's, it's really become a powerful tool within real estate as this section of the business has matured is, and, and really kind of like for companies like ours, what we're trying to do is like that same level of talent. You know, we all found out during COVID, that, Hey, we can do almost all, all, most, almost all of our business is run on the computer or on yeah. the phone. So it doesn't matter if I'm in Dallas, Manila, Portland, like I can buy properties, I can research, I can make calls from anywhere, yeah. which is great. And yeah. also, you know, for, the, for those of us that, that kind of went down the road of, of discovering VAs and how can I now leverage that, it's like you quickly realize there's so many talented people all over the world. You know, you're almost, you know, you almost be foolish not to leverage someone who's half the cost of hiring locally um, to, to help you grow and scale your business. So, I mean, really VAs, when we talk about that, I, we, we don't run with that term only because like the, the term VA, it kind of, you think of like an admin assistant, mm -hmm. right? Someone who could like manage your calendar or maybe like, you know, check your email inbox, which don't get me wrong. Like VAs certainly can do that. But I mean, we truly are trying to help change the mindset in the real estate world to say like, Hey, these are, these are team members. Like these are valuable, integral parts of your team mm -hmm. that really help you unlock and scale faster because maybe, maybe you could afford to hire one person if you were hiring locally. Well, what if you had four people that could do that? How does that multiply your business? How can you grow quicker and faster? Um, and, and, and what we've seen 
especially in the real estate space over the last you know two three years is more creative ways that our clients are looking to leverage BAs. Mm. Right? I, I kind of joke on all on all of our consultation calls. You know, you rewind four years ago. Number one question we got was, well, how can I communicate with someone halfway around the world? And, you know, we'd have a 30 minute consultation where we want to jump into like, okay, what does the role look like? What is, and we're just talking about like, hey, well, here, because of voice over IP and because of your CRM. Well, now like everybody was a VA in some regards right. for three years. So they get it. You know what I mean? So yeah. now the, 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 the really fun part and what we'll get into here is like, some creative ways to leverage VAs, but really all we're talking about is just talent that happens to live in another country that when you set them up for success the right way, they can really do anything in a modern day real estate investing business. I'm glad that you said it that way because I think there's this misconception that people put VAs in a box of like only administrative work and they haven't, their brain hasn't been opened up to like, here's all the different things I can have someone do. Because like you said, it's, it's a team member, just like any other team member. Um, we actually have, uh, I don't know how many, I know at least one or two, we have um, a partnership with you guys where we have people from rocket station working inside carrot um, because yep. they're, they're just part of the team. Um, so let's talk about, I want to talk about some of the creative use cases, like you mentioned. I'm really excited to hear how other investors are, are leveraging you guys, your services. And um, another thing I want to talk about is how do you, um, you know, how do you train for culture and how do you get them integrated in your team? Really, how do you build trust? Um, so let's, you know, let's take this one step at a time. Let's say if I'm a, I'm a solo investor, let's say I'm doing a few deals a month, I'm wholesaling, I'm flipping. And I'm like working 80 hours a week and I'm like, Greg, I don't want to work 80 hours a week. I need to offload some stuff. I don't know what, what are, what are the first things I need to do? Yeah. I mean, real estate, we all know it's a transaction-based business, right? Or to kind of give a quick little story. So my partner, Rob, who you've met, um, he founded this business. He was an investor in Dallas and kind of him even dabbling in virtual assistance. And this was eight years ago, nine years ago. So kind of talking about like those, you know, he, he read the four hour work, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of main book everyone reads and they're kind of like, huh, this VA thing, this is interesting. The main reason he got into it is because he was stuck in the investor cycle, right? He would queue up his marketing. He'd hammer his cold calls. He'd have his bandit signs. He had his SEO going, you know, leads were coming in. He qualified the leads, work the leads, get out on appointments, get the contract signed, you know, go through the whole life cycle and it would take six, eight, 10 weeks. And then he'd be like, all right, I need a new fresh batch of leads. Well then no one had been working the front end of the house, right? He, he had he was off chasing down deals and negotiating and going working with his disposition, his partner who kind of specialized in dispositions. Well, he quickly realized like the ups and downs, like that cycle of like marketing to qualifying to deal chasing, like it was gonna you know wear him out. Like as amazing as real estate can be, when you're a solo operator and it's you're stuck in that cycle, yeah, it's tough, man. It's a beating, right? It's it's, you know, the, 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 the ATM of machine that a lot of, you know, coaches and gurus out there kind of paint real estate in you very quickly in that first three months realize like, oh no, this is work. Like to be successful, yeah. it's work. Um, so, so what I would say is anybody listening to this podcast, um, listening to this episode, getting someone to help you on the front end with lead management with outbound solicitation, that has to be your first hire. Because there's really two wins that happen when you get someone who can, whether it's as simple as like, hey, I need someone to make cold calls, or I need someone to qualify my leads when they submit my forms or come in via my website. Yeah. The biggest thing that's going to help with is just the consistency of the pipe. 
right? Mm -hmm. I, I tell people we've got incredible case studies with a lot of our clients. I mean, just to get someone to a, a qualified conversation, that's anywhere from seven to nine touch points just to right. get them to the first conversation. Well, it's like how many of us, if you go download a list of 2000 or if, you're, if you have 25 inquiries a week coming in on your website, how many people even have the time while operating the business and running dispositions and queuing up our next marketing campaign? How many people have the time to pick up the phone or send five, seven, 10 emails, right? So it's like right. that, that classic like 80-20, the 20% of leads that just the marketing hit, they're motivated, they're going to close, like you can get those and you can hustle your way to, to monetizing off of, off of the lead gen. But the 80%, right? The stuff that's, that takes a little bit longer or that is a longer nurture or that you've got to make the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth touch point. That's where you really start operating a business, right? That's where the scalability gets unlocked. That's where, you know, your cost per lead, your cost per acquisition, that's where all of that starts to become less and less because right. you have the bandwidth to continue that chase and to bring on more business. So right. I always tell people we've kind of coined a position, we call it a virtual lead manager. It's kind of that hybrid, especially, and this is probably speaking more to like kind of the solopreneur, if you've only got a team of like two or three, this is your person who can run cold activity, right? Cold call, text campaigns, qualifying leads that come in from the website, you know, prospecting Facebook groups, whatever your strategy is. It's someone who can do that consistently in bulk without you, the, without you, the business owner having to do it. Cause let's be honest, like most real estate investors, that's the stuff that they pull their hair out over having to do right. the cold uh, oh yeah. I mean, it's like, I feel like most investors are one of like a mix of one of the three things, like either you're a visionary, you want to start a business and run with it, but you don't want to manage the whole thing, or you're a marketer at heart, or maybe you're just a deal closer. Maybe you're the guy who likes doing uh, acquisitions, dispositions, like sitting down, shaking hands. Um, but I don't feel like uh, many people I talk to are like, yeah, I want to qualify leads all day. And so, but that takes a lot of your time. And so if you could free up some of that time and really that mental energy kind of relieve some anxiety for you to do more of your uh, creative work, some of your best work, that'd be powerful. Yeah, and, and, and the strategy side of it too, right? Because yeah. it's, it's like, if you're stuck all day qualifying leads or working in your CRM, or do you have time to go research a new market? Do you have time to listen to a podcast like this to learn something? Do you have time to go network with a mastermind? Like, no, right? That's one that, that, I feel like it's kind of almost used too cliche, but the like yeah. so many real estate investors get stuck working in the business rather than working on it. Like that's what that actually looks like. It, right. It's when you've, you're trying to get the next deal across the finish line and you get stuck doing the minutia of the very process driven, repetitive type work hmm. that isn't allowing you to, to be the deal closer that you are yeah. or to be the marketing strategist that you are. Like the reason you actually got into real estate and, and what well, we, you know, What's so important is like developing systems and processes around that so you can leverage a VA so they can do the work the way you need it to be done so there can be consistency in it so the business can start to scale and grow. But more importantly, like you as the owner, as the president, as the investor whose name's on the door, you can start really being that business owner. And, and for some people that's like, hey, I'd love to consistently do one deal a month. For other people, that's I want to get to 25 deals a month. Like the economies of scale there are different. Right. But steps to get there are the same. You know what I mean? Mm, I love the way you put that. The steps to get there are the same. It's true. Um, so let's talk about, you mentioned some of your, uh, some of your clients are coming up with some really creative ways like, Hey, can we use you guys for this? What, what's going on there? Yeah. I mean, it, you can even kind of bring it back to the partnership that we have with you guys, like, especially on the SEO side, 
Yeah. I mean, having VAs, you know, running pages, you know, pixeling, running all the audit reports around all the ad spend that they have, managing budgets, kind of acting as like junior buyers. That's been something that, you know, three, four years ago, we had no use cases for. You know, we had a lot of people that were leveraging VAs for cold calls and text campaigns, CRM management. And now, you know, seeing our clients get really creative around whether it's, Auditing ad copy and creating new ads and split testing. You well, know, some of it's forced because you got regulation changing and you know text message blasting has gone away. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and where they've seen like, hey, this team member is incredible. Like, where can I repurpose them? Put them somewhere. Hmm. Um, and, and and as well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with with operators. You know, everyone, not everyone. I'd say a lot of people. There is a certain now remote or virtual. You know. I feel like the term eye buying has kind of gone away, but like that eye buyer where we're all kind of looking for a new market, especially in this compressed yeah. economic situation we've got. So it's kind of putting people in the position. We're like, yeah, let's try this. Let's see if our VA team can do this. Let's kind of build a plan and kind of parse out what would the steps be to success and let our VAs go at it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's new. It's very much evolved from like virtual assistant, just the cold caller or just my personal admin assistant. To, I mean, we, we've got we've got clients that are leveraging them all across the board in, in many different businesses to where, you know, every week they're coming to us. Hey, do you think a VA could do this? We're like, all right, let's hop on a call. Let's see. I, I think if we parse that out, they probably they probably could. So I think when when you ask, when you say SEO, I can I can feel like a lot of our listeners' ears perking up, go, wait, VA can do SEO. Give me some context for like the level of expertise and training. Like what kind of uh, work are the VAs doing for SEO? For sure. So a lot of it is like, you know, what, like what we call like the digital plumbing behind it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like whether it's like setting up pixels, managing web pages, even like link checks, we've, you know, we work with a large client who does a substantial ad spend, you know, six figures every single month um, in paid advertising. Well, like a big thing for him, if one link goes down, that's a big issue. So we have like literally VAs that go in and audit all of his campaigns, all of his sequencing, making sure links are live, making sure UTMs are passing through correctly. Um, it's like QC basically to making sure you're not wasting all your marketing budget. <laughs> exactly. Because it's all well and good. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, they've got at least a monthly, hopefully a weekly call checking in on like ad performance, but it's like, there's nothing worse than being a week or a month into it and being like, that's so weird. This campaign was killing it for us. And now we've spent five grand and haven't got anything for it and just to find out a link's wrong or a web page is down mm -hmm. or something like that. It's like all those little things. And when you talk about like small operational stuff, it's like, even if you do have a team, you know, local or in your market, like who, who's going to have time to do that, to go and like click on every campaign and right. how do you, like, that's not a revenue generating activity. Right. No. It can result in revenue, but like, you're not going to be, you shouldn't be as the owner spending your time doing that. So like creating a lot of scalability there. Yeah. Um, and then it, and I'll say it, and we definitely don't need to turn this into like an AI chat GPT conversation, but the use of AI from an actual copywriting, um, you know, ad word type perspective has really helped us with our clients build scalability there to where like, whether it's just like the organic strategy around, you know, creation of blogs and content for the website, whether it's like website copy reduce, um, we've been able to have VAs where, yeah, they're, they're not just doing it on their own and publishing it, but 80, 90% of the work that comes with copywriting, that comes with content posting, that we now leverage the VAs and they're even faster at it now because of AI to where we can get, get it across the finish line quicker. Yeah. So kind of everything from creation to QC to 
managing budgets and ad spends and testing, like it's everything across the board. Well, we're, we're in this, you mentioned AI, like we're in this kind of unique period in time where we're realizing, we're learning, you know, I'm learning how long uh, it takes to use AI and like, yeah, it, it is a huge time saver, but you also got to, you got to know the problems. You got to know how to work it. You still have to be a subject matter expert on what you're writing about, you know, to not come off as, you know, just generic content in this case. Um, do you guys have any VAs doing uh, like internal linking, you know, for your SEO, things like that, like linking blog posts to each other to kind of help build your SEO strategy? Yeah, no, definitely. And, and even like the backlinking strategy, like whether it's like reaching out for guest posting, like all of that stuff that just takes time and coordination. I mean, plug in a, and that's all very process driven stuff. And I know we'll get into kind of like, how do I successfully hire a VA? This sounds great, but like, where do I find that person? Um, you know, kind of developing the process around how to do that your QC and audits around it, you know, tracking those links and backlinking and the partners and the guest posting, kind of creating really strong structures so the VA has a manageable workload that can be tracked is super important mm. as well. Okay. So we talked about some of the technical, like where the use cases, where do you fit a VA into your business? Um, one of the concerns I would have and other investors would have is, especially as we're talking about something like uh, content creation, where now they're responsible for a part of your uh, brand's voice and your tone um, and your image. How do you build trust? Um, I was going to say with a VA, but really with a team, because you get the same thing if you're hiring somebody local. So how are you training them for culture, um, integrating them into your team? And for context, um, where are most of the VAs uh, you guys work with from? Yeah, so all of our people were, are based in the Philippines. So we've got almost 2,200 people okay. in and around, mostly Manila, Manila, but we're fully remote, so all in the Philippines. Okay, yeah, so how are, how are you building trust? What's that look like? No, definitely, and that culture word, right? Like everyone throws around yeah. culture, and it kind of becomes cliche, and it's like, oh, we have a great culture. It's like, well, what does that mean? It's like, well, we send everyone a bag of coffee. I <laughs> say donuts on Fridays. <laughs> I saw a great LinkedIn post the other day. That was literally it. It's like, People want us all to come back into the office because the culture is amazing. And it's like a picture of a box of like sliced donuts. Like here's our, or not sliced, no sliced bagels. And they're like, yep, here's our culture. It's like- I'm, I'm crying that? inside because of past jobs where it's like the bagels showed up and that was the, the check box of like, we have culture. <laughs> yep, and the boss walks in, how are the bagels? Everyone have a great <laughs> weekend. See ya. It's like, awesome. Oh, cool. it Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What we- Kind of our stance on culture is, I mean, it kind of can go many different ways. What we say in terms of successfully integrating a VA into the business, what we find it, and this really is true of local hires, it's just true of people. Like we all run businesses, we all have probably hired and we all have probably fired. The, the hardest part is like, how do I align someone with my goals, with their roles, how do I give them clarity in the scope of work that I need them to own and the KPIs around that, right? I've, I've never hired somebody or I've personally never taken a job that on day one, I was like, I don't want to do good. I don't want to be here. I'm just going to see how long I can, you know, cash a check. Like that's not right. why people go through the interview process and, and get hired. Mm -hmm. What we find is that when people burn out or when they don't integrate well, or, or when they don't hit the, the metrics that maybe their resume or that we thought they would through the qualifying process, it usually comes down to two things, management or clarity within the role. And what I mean by that is if you do run a big team, a lot of managers are accidental managers. 
right? Meaning they were top performers and top performers get elevated. And as you get elevated, you if you're paying them more, they got to do more. But we don't really invest in their management training, right? When you go from performer to person in charge of other people's performances, that's like a career maturation that just a lot of companies don't. Right. right. And when you talk about an owner, you know, of, of, of someone who, who has a team like that, 60% of your time, 70% of your time, like that's who you should be spending your time with, cultivating that leadership, being in, in touch with them. Um, the other part of it is the structure and process around clearly defining the scope of work and what you want that hire to do. Hmm. So often, you know, we hear it, we want to hire someone who's super experienced. What does that really mean? Well, I don't want to train them. I want them just to know and figure it out. <laughs> everyone's business, yeah, every, yeah. yeah, everyone's culture is a little bit different. So the strategy that we deploy with our clients that I would tell anybody, whether you work with us or whether you're just kind of looking up for VAs on your own, or if you have VAs and you're like, they're really great, they're really in tune, but the results aren't there. I would dive into your processes. Do you have for each scope of work, each task, each responsibility, do you have a clearly defined document? Do you have a video recorded training? Do you have a step-by-step -step SOP that can give that person clarity in terms of you're the business owner, it's your name on the door. How do you scale yourself and multiply how you would do it? And the way to do that is through process and system documentation. We find so many people just have their business fully stuck in their head it becomes very hard because if you're hiring, whether you're a small shop or a big shop, you're usually not hiring because you have an abundance of time on your hands, right? There's usually an opportunity. Galen, you're growing. You just paid 50 grand for a new marketing campaign to kick off. Like there's a lot of stress. So by spending the time to really dive into like, okay, why are we hiring this role? Who do they report to? And then diving into the particulars as to the scope of work, like in going back to that lead manager example, like, okay, our CRM. How would how how do we train them on that? You know what 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 software we're using? Is it you know Investor Fuse? Any of the ones out there? How do we make sure that they're going to know the buttons to press, the links to hit, the notes to take, the you know the the structure to follow, so that we can expedite their learning curve rather than just saying, "Hey, come sit beside me and watch how I do it." Right? That's kind of everyone's fallback for training, and I think we've all been in school and. For a lot of people, the traditional listen to the teacher tell us how to do it and then go figure it out. Like we actually learn through the practical, through the doing the homework and doing the studying and getting the reps. So yeah. by having a documented process, it A, allows you to give the, 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 the future hire, the VA, the opportunity to succeed because they've got clarity. They know what and how, right? Which is so important, especially through that first 30 days of yeah. getting in tune with your team. Yeah. So the first 30 days, I'm glad you mentioned that because what I wanted to ask is like, um, you've, you've outlined like what it takes to build trust and have that VA be confident and successful. So that makes sense. Like clear expectations, um, good management, a good working relationship. Um, it's actually simpler, simpler than I thought. Like if they know what they're doing and what they signed up for that, that creates some of the trust. Um, but as far as communication between like the the investor, the leader, and their team, what's that look like for the thir first thirty days, and what's that look like for the next you know three years? As far as like how many how many touch points in a week are they communicating with them? Yeah, no, definitely, and I think the the scope of the of the role they're plugging into it definitely varies. Like we mentioned, when you have someone who's running your marketing or your propping up propping up a new marketing campaign or ad spend. You probably want daily check-ins, but for for a general rule of thumb, if you're hiring a VA, 
A, go through the process of documenting and clearly defining what you want them to do ahead of time. Once you now hire someone and get them in the seat, you don't just want to put them in the corner and say, here's your playbook. Have fun. Let me know how it goes. Like we want to set very intentional, very deliberate check-ins with them. So what, what we typically recommend is, is for the first 30 days, we do a check-in every single morning. Okay. So it's, it's strictly just a dive in. Any questions from the day before? You know, here's where I would like your priorities to be. Do you have any questions for me? And just set that cadence of knowing that, that, you're, that they're there for you or that you're there for them. You know what I mean? Building that trust, building that culture. Um, what we also encourage is doing an end of day check out, right? What came up? What issues? Like don't create any gray area, right? We, the worst thing, I mean, one complaint that we hear from a lot of people, especially within VAs was it's like, I thought they were good, but then you know, I audited their work and it turned out they, they actually weren't doing anything because there was this mm. one issue and they didn't want to come to me to like ask about it. And we say, well, like, why didn't you ask? You know what I mean? They just because <laughs> you think about the time trade here, right? They, yeah. if, if you hire that VA, they just saved you four hours a day. Well, I think you can find 15 minutes to go to them and say, hey, is everything good? Did it make sense? Does the document make sense. Yeah. The software, did your login work? You know what I mean? Like it's that time trade. It's not a lot of people that I always use the, the staples. Remember the, the that was easy button? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 on, it's like, I don't know why, but a lot, of, a lot of VAs out there, a lot of investors have this connotation that like VAs are just the easy button. You're going to hire someone that just knows your business, knows what to do, and you can just set it and forget it. And like, that's just not true. That's not people. Right. Um, so changing it, changing your mindset as the, as the owner to now be the accountability structure rather than the operator that has to do it that's where you got to be. So setting those daily check-ins to have intentional conversations and maybe for the first couple of weeks, like it's minimal feedback. Like at the end of the day, like you're still kind of dating at that. Point, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for, for like, you know, a lot of us like say I'm married with my wife. Like there wasn't a lot of sharing going on the first month, but it was like we had yeah. the consistency of going on dates and texting and all of a sudden there builds trust. It's that same kind of kind of methodology where if you're intentional with setting that time aside every single day, 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night. Sometimes it turns into a 30-minute conversation, an hour-long conversation. But that's what builds the trust. And through those conversations, you know, you'll really be able to flush out any inconsistencies or any, um, you know, any areas where expectations aren't being met just yeah. because you're building the trust where the employee, the VA, mm. knows that you're invested in their success. And a lot of people forget about that. They do a couple calls in the beginning. They're like, oh, they got it. They see like an initial you know, they convert one lead on day number two and they're like, oh, they got it. I don't need to waste any time over there. Do it. And then a month later, three, two months later, the performance is bad. And it's like, well, I don't know how that happened. They crushed it on the second day. Yeah. So it's having that consistency through the first 30 days. And then from there, evaluating, right? At, at that time, if you've done it right, they should be a pretty autonomous team member. Yeah. So maybe it's a weekly powwow. Maybe it's a monthly check-in. Like at that point, you can kind of evaluate based on like how much tracking do I have in my software? Do I need to be meeting with them this frequent? Because there's a lot of moving parts that are happening in and around their role. But I say for the first 30 days, you need to be carving out at least 30 minutes a day, 15 minutes morning, 15 minutes afternoon to establish that communication and create that yeah. feedback. So it sounds like from hearing you talk, it sounds like probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest mistake is having, um, <clears throat> excuse me, real estate investors not put the onus on themselves uh, to like have their KPIs in place, have clear expectations in place for the VAs and really knowing what they want to get out of that and, and having that touch point of like, how are things going? Just yep. expecting it to be an easy button when really it's a, it's an easier button. 
you know, rocket station industry specific, it's, it's easier than trying to do it yourself, but you still have to, they're, they're an integral part of the team. You have to be walking alongside them. Yeah. And that's, I mean, for me, like that's what, as a business owner, like we're all managers at some perspective, or we, we, we have a partner or a number two in the company that's like, Hey, maybe we are the visionary and we just want to be idea board person. But we've got, I mean, I know a carrot, you've got the number twos that are the operators. And for me, you know, if there's one thing I can kind of pass along from like my learnings is I view management, like true quality management is like two things. It's the ability to get your team what they need to succeed and then hold them accountable to the results you put in place. Like that's all management is. So if you're not setting time aside to do that, whether it's with, you know, your, your most expensive hire in your office or with it's with, with your VA team, like you're not setting anybody up for success. And mm. within the business, that's where that like mistrust and the, well, how do I know what the VAs are doing? Are they you know, overcharging me? Were they even here yesterday working? I got a bill for them. Like that's where that comes from. It comes from, you know, not being in tune and checking in and just setting frequencies and cadences with them to ensure that they're doing what it is that you want them to do and what's getting, you know, what's getting done. Mm, I like that. Um, we're about at time, but one last thing I wanted to ask you, Greg, is, um, you, you got to promise to give me a real answer on this. What are VAs not good for? What do you not recommend hiring a v, VA for? I'm particularly curious if you guys are doing, um, you guys are offering any creative services like video editing, graphic design, things where it's, it's, um, it's, it's less of a, you know, follow this documentation, follow this process, these steps, and a little bit more of like emotional communication, like brand communication, if that makes any sense at all. Um, yep. But yeah, what are VAs not good for? For sure. So I would say Rocket Station, we're not good at the graphic design. We, we don't really touch the creative suite of yeah. stuff. Um, this is, I, I get this question a lot. It's tough because we just spent most of the podcast being like, hey, they're, they're termed as a VA, but they're just talented individual that happens to live somewhere else in the world. Um, so there really isn't anything that they're not good at. What I would say as a business owner, anything strategy, anything final decision-making, don't try to outsource that. Don't try to outsource your problems. Don't try to hire a VA because you've run a cold call campaign and you haven't converted any lead. Like there's no magic list. There's no magic VA that can just come out here and convert. The biggest mistakes that we, we find people making when they're hiring is they're trying to outsource things that they haven't themselves done. Um, and that's just really not where VAs or where outsourcing fits. You know, I mean, a lot of the day-to-day -day operational stuff, um, a lot of the process-driven work is, is perfect, right? From making the cold calls, following up the leads, scrubbing the list, cleaning the data in your CRM, contacting by, like all of that process-driven stuff is great. And, and I don't want to discount it to say we have clients that have had VAs for four years who are now in strategic seats mm -hmm. and managing teams. So it's a person. It can happen. For, for most investors that we see and probably most people listening here, I would not try to outsource or hire a VA to do something that you yourself don't have a general idea of what needs to be done in order for it to be successful. Don't try to outsource your problems. Um, yeah. Make sure you kind of follow those steps of making sure you've got the plan in place, you find the right person, and then you work with them to hold them accountable to it. Mm. Um, but really for all business owners, you know, as we let off with like real estate, it's not a ATM machine, right? It's tough. It's hard. Right. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, don't try to hire a VA. If, if you're having trouble marketing, if you're down to your last $10,000 and you've got 60 days for this to hit, or you don't know if you're going to be in business, don't hire a VA to solve those problems. You know what I mean? Hire a VA to execute against plans, to execute against, you know, defined roles, clear scopes of work. 
don't hire a VA to fill in the gaps of things that you don't know how to do or, mm. uh, or that you, you yourself don't have experience in. Mm. I love that. That's a great analogy. I'll link up um, Trevor, our CEO and our, our host of the podcast. He did a, a Trevor truck talk not too long ago about why he kind of regrets delegating uh, strategy out. And so he was, you know, as our team went from 10 to 20 to now over 50 to 60 people, it was like, okay, I'm going to start delegating strategy to people and then realize like, oh, wait, some of this, maybe I over delegated. This was in my unique skill set. I'm really good at these things. I just pass the baton without guiding them. You know, I need to, you know, uh, teach the team how to do this. And so that's, that's really good insight there. Not to just expect you can just, you buy the solution to your problems by hiring someone else, but you need that. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like the buying your time back, mm -hmm. right? Tough stuff, the strategy, like leverage a VA to get the low dollar an hour tab, the cold calls, the follow-up, mm -hmm. creating your marketing content, the managing your website, use your VA and hire VAs to get that stuff off your plate so that your time can be fully invested in the strategy, in the decision-making, right? It's that, it's that time trade-off there. Don't look at, ooh, this is a tough problem. I need a VA here. No, no, no. All that, the 80% the that we all, that I deal with, that you deal with running a business, outsource that. Create processes and systems to get VAs plugged in there so that your time can be set, spent more on the 20% that's going to cause your business to double, triple in the next 12, 18, 24 mm. months. Absolutely. Well, sweet, man. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. It's been insightful for me. It's it's really cool to see how VAs have changed over the years from like, oh, you know, I have a VA and you know, that's what they're doing to like, hey, this is my team and and just how the pandemic changed uh, something, at least one thing for the better. And um, yeah, I love what you guys are doing. I think it's, uh, I don't think, I know it's been a huge blessing to our team and to many other investors. You've really just unlocked a lot of people's bandwidth and time and energy. So keep doing what you guys do. Um, for anyone listening, watching, you can find Rocket Station in the Marketplace. So just go to carrot.com slash marketplace. Like Greg and I have talked about, um, we have a carrot-specific relationship with VA where they're doing it, uh, helping out with SEO and with marketing. Um, it's not just, hey, you know, uh, go to Rocket Station just because they're in our industry. Um, we really do work closely together. Um, so I don't say that lightly. Um, Greg, is there anything, guess have any goodies for the audience? Like if they want to learn more about VAs, any sort of guides or things that might be helpful? Yeah, definitely. So our, our website, rocketstation.com, obviously you can go to the marketplace to book a call. You can book a call there. We've got tons of great blog content, how-to guides. I mean, even if you don't, maybe you're just getting into real estate and you're still kind of just in this discovery mode, trying to get the first deal. I would encourage, even if it's a part-time person, even if you go do it yourself and just hire someone to, to work three, four hours a week for you. You know, mm -hmm. we don't do that, but there's lots of freelancers out there. And we have tons of great resource guides on where to find, you know, reputable sites, how to vet talent properly, you know, how to go through that process development piece we've got. So rocketstation.com, there's tons of, of great kind of tutorials. And, and if you want to do it yourself, we kind of open the curtains, right? And we're, we're very much aligned with Carrot in that way, where it's like, hey, if you want to do this yourself, Here's the playbook. Here's how you do it. You know, if you want to save some time and work with a company that's, you know, that's got eight years of experience, come talk to us. So rocketstation.com if anyone's got any any needs or or this kind of tickled, tickled your your VA hiring senses, go check us out. 
I appreciate that. And I almost forgot, I asked this question. I wasn't intending to set myself up for this. I, I promise. Um, if any of you watching or listening uh, went to the Carrot Summit, depending on when this episode comes out, if you're at the Carrot Summit and you purchase the special, um, then we have a special resource on like do's and don'ts for VAs and how to train VAs. That's really in depth. I was expecting, um, I wasn't expecting what Greg and his team gave me, but like really in-depth guide on, you know, how to use VAs in your real estate business. So go check that out. Carrot.com slash summit. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, thank you, Greg. Thanks again for joining us. Um, it's been a good conversation. I appreciate you sharing what you have with our audience, man. Yeah, man. Thanks again. It's been a long time. So good to connect and appreciate, uh, appreciate you having us on. Absolutely. We'll see you all next week.